If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Adele Edwards. Adele's got a natural therapy background and she's combined that with her love of horses and experience with challenging horses to now heal trauma to reform horses and people partnerships. How are you today, Adele? I'm good, thank you. Good. So, Adele, tell us a bit about your favourite quote because I really want to talk a bit more about what you're doing because it is a little bit different. I think a lot of our listeners will be quite interested. But tell us about your favourite quote first because that often tells me and tells the listeners a bit about you as a person and, you know, the way your philosophies with horses. Sure. So for me, freedom is quite important. So freedom for me is the ability to travel in any direction, outside or inwardly. So in terms of progress, I would say with working with horses, we, you know, we often think about traveling in a forward direction. So uh, in my mind, this is like a, a one-dimensional point of view So when we create a deeper connection with horses, we're actually creating a connection which is almost multidimensional. So it's both physical and energetic. And, you know, when we're in a a good flow with this, it can be like a, a form of meditation. So we create stillness and oneness with our horse. And to me, that's, you know, very precious. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, even with like athletes and high achievers, you know, they have the ability to still their mind and connect. So when you can connect with your horse and become at one, you know, that's an indication of a deep process that's going on inside of you. So to me, that's where the rider and the horse merge and find a, a special connection and build together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adele, tell us, I know you were from a non-horse background family, but what was your first connection with horses? What were your first memories? The first memories, I was around four or five and, you know, my grandparents would take us camping every Christmas to Dinaliquin in New South Wales and they had friends that had land and horses and we, you know, would camp there and there was one particular horse that I became really drawn to and I'd spend most of my time, you know, with this horse when we'd go away and the experience I had was, you know, it made such an impact and an impression on me. Um, it was like I was, I don't know, just shifting to a different state of being in myself every time I was around this particular horse. And, you know, looking back, I guess it created, I don't know, like a tremendous amount of trust and, and, and freedom and safety with the animal. So from this experience, my connection and love for horses became quite evident. And I, you know, journeyed, sort of journeyed forward in life and would experience that same space within myself around horses, which... Uh, I believe, so that increased my connection and joy with, you know, my relationship to horses and how I actually viewed the world, really. Mm -hmm. So that was my first memories. So then, Adele, you went on then to have your own horses, but then you had a bit of a gap and then 
I think you studied natural therapies and you've got a background in that. Tell us a bit about how you combined the two, you know, the natural therapy and you had a problem horse. Just tell us a bit about that story, what happened there. I have the background in natural therapy and I worked for the last 20 years with people and, you know, had got back into horses and ended up with a horse that was quite challenging and I just had a connection, was very drawn to him, but he wasn't the most easiest horse. He had a really bad start and he was quite traumatised and quite scared and athletic and so he was a bit of a handful when I first got him and so I having used this particular healing technique that I um, used with people started to apply this to my to my horse and you know the difference in him in a very short period of time was quite amazing and I just started to use him as my I guess my case study with uh, <laughs> applying this form of therapy with the horse so um, that's how it kind of all came together okay okay now your background you're working with horses you know your career with horses is quite different to a lot of people but if someone's going to work within the horse industry because you know you're a lot of your clients now you've got horses and some would work within the horse industry what sort of core skills or characteristics do you think they need to have a successful career within the horse industry? Uh, I really like the statement that our horse is only as good as our relationship to it. I believe this would also apply within a career because to me, you know, to teach is to demonstrate and I think it's important that, you know, we live our truth and, and we're able to demonstrate that. So, Building a solid connection both on and off the ground obviously is important and you know, establishing you know, good health and well-being and understanding of the horse also is important. But I would say that you know everyone has something important to offer and to find what resonates with you and do more of that. You know, for me, it would be you know, be your authentic self and, and the skills will develop from there when you find you know, what your passion is with horses, you'll, you know, inspire others to, to do the same for themselves. Okay. So for me, that's, you know, I think what's important. Mm, mm. What do you think is the best thing about working with horses and working in the horse industry? Uh, for me is actually, I do like working with situations that are challenging or different or people that are struggling to find answers for why their horse has you know, certain issues and then being able to bring ease and, and some sort of help and support is what inspires me and, and drives me to do what I do. So I enjoy trying to work out and, and you know, help uh, with these issues and, and try and, yeah, find a, an answer or find a way of um, bringing more ease, I guess. So that, uh, yeah, that's something that really... But when you're thinking, because you're talking about bringing ease, are you thinking more bringing the ease to the people that have got the horse or bringing the ease to the horses that are misunderstood? You know, do you feel like you're sort of on one side or the other or you just want to bring the combination together? It's funny, like I, it's been a bit of a journey that's unraveled for me because, you know, a lot of the time when I'm working with the horse, I can see the horse has got some issues because of, because of the people. And then sometimes I find that through treating the horse, I ended up, I also end up treating 
the you know the rider as well and trying to get this marriage of the you know rider and horse together and that's a very it's, it's very interconnected I, I think for me it, it's both almost there needs to be that uh, harmony between both so I tend to treat the horse and then I get asked to treat you know do you treat me you know as well so yep. it's kind yeah. of blends yeah wow okay all right then now you've talked about the problem horse that you had you know that really influenced you to work a lot more with horses and use the natural therapy use your natural therapy background and the healing techniques with horses but has there been a person that you think has changed your career or you think it was mainly that horse that put you in the direction? Has there any been any sort of changes since then? Anyone that you could say this person has helped me or this person has helped me make a decision to change things around? I think for me, you know, the horse, my horse was probably what inspired me. And I, I kind of found myself there by default, really. Initially, it wasn't something that I was planning on stepping into in that way just unraveled that way but I mean there's been lots of horsey people that have you know also inspired me through their methods you know I really love Buck who was you know he has a really great documentary and he was that man that experienced you know adversity in his life which gave rise to a level of sensitivity within him which helped him understand the importance of connection and relationships with horses and I think you know people like that have been quite inspiring you know um, uh, that I've sort of looked into along my way for my own interest but yeah I, I would say that my horse now has been the horse that actually was a catalyst that mm-hmm. propelled me into this. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thinking about what you've achieved and the people that you've helped what's been your proudest moment? Uh, I would have to say there was a lady that comes to mind and she was in a serious accident uh, with her horse and was put into hospital and she'd taken this horse thinking she'd just retrain him and sell him on but realised that you know, he needed stability and um, decided to keep him. He was quite scared of humans and also clinically blind in one eye and so his senses were quite heightened and after the accident they couldn't get anywhere near him for months, he just totally shut down and the owner couldn't touch him. She couldn't. It took her a few days to even get the gear off him after the accident. And, you know, she she said to me, he just won't let me in his circle. And um, he was kept in a small paddock so that they could even catch him if they needed to or get near him. So she contacted me asking me to come and do some energy work on him. And I went along and I did three sessions a week apart. And when I first treated him he didn't want to borrow me walked to the end of the paddock and turned his bum and that was him saying you know go away and so I just did my thing and came back the second time and he was a little bit more curious but still not uh, very receptive but the third time was when he really shifted and he walked up to me and he stood the whole time at the fence while I treated him and then after that you know everything changed he it was like his fear and his anxiety had just dropped and she was able to then catch him and start to handle him again and and now she's you know back on riding him and you know she said I haven't been able to ever put him in a paddock without a halter on and previous owners had the same problem otherwise they wouldn't catch him and 
now is in the paddock. He's like a different horse. It's almost like he was able to improve even more so than before she'd had um, the accident. So, you know. It's, it's, it's almost like a movie, isn't it? You know, it's almost yeah. like a story of a movie that you just think, wow, wow, that would be, you know, very emotionally moving type of movie to go to. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, that really, that really um, made me go, wow, you know, when you can bring about change or help somebody to be able to work again with their horse, because sometimes I find these traumatised horses and then trying to retrain them when they're carrying all of that, it's, it's really difficult. But if you can release the charge and bring ease and kind of bring them back to a bit of a, a neutral ground, almost like, you know, hitting the reset button, then you've got something to work with again. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Adele, what do you think, you know, thinking about where you are now as an equine professional and a specialist in your field, what do you think has been your biggest challenge on your way to being where you are now? My biggest challenge would definitely be because of the way I work, it's quite intangible in that it people have to be open-minded to something that is different because it's not something that you can see necessarily. So that I've found challenging to try and actually explain what I do because I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it, but then trying to actually put that into a language that helps somebody else understand has been the challenge. And, And for me, I, you know, my thing is I want to teach people how to do this themselves with their horse. So I've, put it down into a series of steps and repeatable processes that can be learned by, you know, the lay person and then almost followed like a recipe. So, you know, people having to suspend doubt and operate from like a cognitively different space has been, is the challenge, I think, definitely. Mm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. No, and I think, you know, people have got to be because, Science has allowed us to see that a lot of things that we would have discounted years ago, we wouldn't have accepted this, you know, but whereas now people are a lot more open to different methods of healing and different methods of training and different technologies. So, you know, I'm just thinking you would have, um, yeah, people just have to be open to the idea of what the possibilities are. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and I think... For me, you know, the the proof of watching the shift in the horse, that's where I say, well, the proof's in the pudding. I, You know, I can't always explain to you exactly what's going on because sometimes it's beyond my own understanding. It just, I find if I follow the formula, I get the results. And, yep. and that, you know, I've had to learn to say, well, if the horse improves, then that's the proof. That's good enough, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 All right. What would you say to someone else who was having success in a field that was a bit different? They were having success, had almost like private success, but they wanted to then go out and spread their message, I suppose. What sort of advice would you give them? I would say that, you know, being open, obviously, to different skills and techniques helps you definitely find your way. But I believe the more flexibility you have within your system, the larger your capacity is to create positive change and success mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. 
I'm just thinking about the steps, you know, and the repeatable process. And what I'd like to do is talk to you a bit more in depth, but but quite possibly, can you just give us, and I don't want you to go into it now, but just a bit of an overview of, you know, a common problem that you would see with the partnership or the marriage between the horse and the rider. And, you know, just something small that our listeners can do to overcome this. Well, I believe that, you know, obviously there's more to life than the obvious. And the relationship you have with your horse can be symptomatic to what's happening within you. So when you help your horse release its stress, then it's like you're able to help it understand what you're asking. And and I believe from there, the transformation between and the dynamic between rider and horse shifts. So increasing the connection and the joy you get from riding and handling horses, I think, is a result of that. So that would be my, you know, thing that I see that people could work on to help their workings with horses. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, Adele, have you got a book that you could recommend to our listeners? Something that's going to help them just with the partnership, with the marriage between the horse and the rider, something that you would recommend or just something that's going to give people a bit more knowledge about their horses? Uh, Look, I really love Steve Brady's work and I think his book, A Formula for Success, is a really great book because the way he explains training methods with horses, I think is a really great way. Yeah, so I I would recommend that book. I really enjoyed that book. So, okay. and That's and I good. guess um, also for uh, to sort of open people up to, to looking things in a different way. That and this is not really to do with horses, but there's a book by Dr. David Hawkins. He was a psychologist, and the book was Power versus Force, and he explains the difference between being in a high state of flow and the changes which naturally unfold when you're in that state. So versus trying to force change into something. So. I kind of believe when you're working with horses, if you can connect to that innate power that flows through all things and come at it from that place versus from, you know, trying to force something or, um, yeah, it's almost like coming from a place of connection and oneness with a horse. So I found that book really helpful just to, to look at things from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'll have to have a bit of a look at that one myself. Adele, what are you looking forward to now? What does your future hold? I guess, you know, that my, I believe that when you're doing, you know, what you love, that things naturally tend to unfold in a, in a positive way. So for me, I'd love to help people find a deeper connection and understanding with their horse and help give them the tools to do that so that they can actually work on their horse themselves, try and work out, you know, where is this problem come? Is it physical? Is it emotional? You know, how, how can I, you know, clear this from my horse's system? How do I form a deeper connection and get in sync with my horse and have a more intimate connection? So that's that's what I'm hoping for in the future to show people how they can do that. Yep. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. Now what about if you can sum up your philosophy with horses into a message for our listeners? So for me, what I said before, you know, our horse is only as good as our relationship to it. So uh, establish a connection and find your authentic expression and, and live that. Don't be afraid to live it. So that, that, that's my okay. philosophy. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, Adele, how can people contact you? 
Uh, my website, uh, yep. adeleedwards.com.au. I also have uh, a Facebook page, Adele Edwards, where um, there's some things on there that may be of interest. And, yeah, all my contact details are on the website as well. Fantastic. All right, Adele, well, hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon and go into a little bit more depth about the uh, inner steps repeatable process that can help people get a deeper connection with the horse and a deeper understanding as well. So it's been really good talking to you. And I've got to say it's a different Adele Edwards to the barrel racer Adele Edwards. And um, I'm sure, do you get that Do you get that mix up often? Uh, look, I actually did the other day. A, um, a friend of mine sent me a paper clipping and said, you know, have you been doing something that we, we don't know about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was quite funny. Okay. All right, Adele, mm. good to talk to you and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Lovely. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.